Here we are then, back in ambient noise, snowball town. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to get this sorted. Yeah, yeah. Logistical issues. <laughs> logistical issues. Yeah, that's yeah. Logistical issues. So yeah, we're gonna sound like shit. I'm gonna sound extra shit because I've I've got a proper cold on. That's so. alright. We've we've got a nice tea brewing that that should hopefully help sort it. Let's say we've got kung flu fighter yep. tea. I think that's absolute class. Demand for the job. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so without further ado, shall we do a podcast? I think it's a good idea. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we got Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner last week. Yeah, that Saw was... Saw some of the best uh, inventions in the history of... of I mean, I, I presume Acme. Well, but he invented so. some himself. Yeah, well, it was the it was the fridge grinder, or the not the fridge grinder, but the, the ice cube grinder coming out of the fridge, the, pushing the it in front of The perpetual ski room. machine. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's a winner. So, uh, we're going to struggle to top that this week, I, I think, think inventions-wise, although we do have a new character and we don't know what he's about, no. so, but not just yet. Uh, we're going in with an old old fave. We haven't seen him in a while. That's been a while, actually. Like, uh, but, so let's see what he's up to. Uh, we've got an El- Elmer Fudd number called uh, Each Dawn I Crow. Uh, from September 24th, 1949. Let's just get stuck in. Go on, then. Right, couple of things to note there. One, we watched nearly the whole episode with all of the consequences <laughs> edited out before realising... <laughs> Nothing's come of any of this. Why does that even exist? <laughs> it's, like, it's like this cartoon makes absolutely no sense because it's just jumping scene to scene. And not through just the way the Looney Tunes cartoons do. Like, it's made me presume that someone has gone through all of it, or like all of Looney Tunes, yeah. and just edited out... The consequences. All, all consequences. It's like... I'm chain smoking. Let's just let's just sit the kids in front of this friendly version. It's like, yeah, but it makes no sense, and it just teaches you that, like, for instance, yeah. if you... Uh, dress someone as a duck during hunting season yeah. or put a grenade in someone's egg basket yeah. that no no consequences yeah, it'll occur. be fine don't that's worry not, about that's it that's not a good thing to teach your kids see and, pe- and people think that violent video games are the problem yeah. it's not it's edited cartoons yeah. that's the problem they make no sense and they teach kids that there's no consequences to violence whatsoever exactly uh, so then we found the uh, proper version yeah watched that ha- it it had some consequences in it yeah uh Chain smoking rooster. Chain smoking rooster, uh, goaded uh, by sentient portal. Do we reckon there was a there was a voice like a very sort of like yeah goading playful narrator voice. Yeah, just trying to get this rooster killed by Elmer Fudd. Elmer's on a farm now. Yeah, he's sharpening his axe. Yeah, and the voice just comes over. Hey John, he's <laughs> sharpening his axe. Like, oh, he's coming for you, John. You've got to do something about it. It was Portal's really trying to make odd. its own entertainment. It was really odd, because, like, like you say, we've had narrators before, but there was just something about that one where you're like, hold up, what's his game? Like, yeah. Like, it, it, we've, never had, we've never had one with that much of a will before. Like, it's just no. like, come on now, do things. Yeah. I'm watching. Off you go. But yeah, so it mainly revolves around this rooster trying to uh, off 
John, John the uh, Rooster, John the Rooster, <laughs> classic character, the, uh, the second most classic new yeah. character that we're going to have this week, but we'll get to that. Uh, so, yeah, revolves around John trying to off Elmer Fudd before Elmer, Elmer offs, offs him. him. Now, you know, over time, yeah. uh, John just has his plans backfire and backfire. So, like, he dresses Elmer as a duck and he blows his duck call and uh, he just gets shot. Understandably, because, because that's where the noise is coming from. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what that's about. We thought he looked pretty invincible, John the Brewster. Yeah, but actually, he doesn't recover from like he, he's scorched for the rest of the episode. Yeah, because like he, he he got. Oh no 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 no! He he came back after the the shooting and was okay. It was the grenade. The grenade that did really the fi- did. That, that that was the bit that did the damage. He didn't recover from. Okay, so we tried that plan. Didn't work out. Uh, he tried to delay waking Elmer up before that by just yes. making it seem like it was night. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that wasn't to be. Uh, then he puts a grenade painted like an egg in uh, one yeah. of the coops. Yeah. And Elmer um, goes to collect it. He shakes it and goes, oh, no, that's ready to hatch, and just plonks John on it and goes, look after that, would you? Yeah. <laughs> just sell that. That's off. So John gets, you know, blown up there. And then it just gets to the point where Elmer's, you know, got his axe and, he, and John's, like, against a tree, writing his will. Yep. And Elmer just goes, get out of the way, you crazy rooster. I'm trying to cut this tree down. So that's it. So, so he's been talking about this disagreeable job that he has to do. And yeah. it was chopping a tree down. Yeah. But then the portal's like, oh, wasn't you after all? Yeah. Then the tree falls on him. Yeah. And then next thing we know, he's in the oven, basting himself, going... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and Elmer's inviting people around for a surprise chicken dinner. Yeah, but like I think the surprise chicken dinner is not that he's well, it's not even that he's accidentally killed the chicken. No. It's like okay, well we better eat it. Yeah, the it's chicken's, the chicken's jumped, in the oven. jumped in the oven and started basting himself. <laughs> that would be a surprise. Or through, I would say, the fault of whatever sentience is governing the portal right now. Yeah, see, that... it was a slow week for the portal. He was getting bored, and he realised he could be the Matrix. Was it? Oh, I suppose it was a slow week. Like if you look at the look at the times that these um, these originally happened. Like you know, they had the Wiley and uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner one. And yeah, it was quite. A, it was quite. Nothing's a while. happened to the portal for a week. Yeah, so it's like, well, I'm bored. And he's, he's going to get bored in the next week as well, because the next one's not until October the eighth. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's just the first time we've seen the portal just. Just genuinely just trying to make stuff happen. I think we're going to have to keep an eye on this, because if we start seeing more with that sort of voice and that sort of go... I was going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mistake any other voice for that one. That was no. menacing. It was. It was harrowing. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to take that voice and use yeah, it. And use it. <laughs> like, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what comes of that. But also, Elmer, really quite chipper. Yeah. Like, didn't get enraged at any point. No, no, but then I, I, again, the farm life does suit him. But then everything kind of worked out for him. It's all quite nice. He's like, oh, that egg's gonna hatch. Gonna yep. have a new chicken. He has a lie in. Oh, uh, the guy gave him a nice sun hat. Admittedly, it had a duck on the top, but you know, nothing bad yeah. came of that. He had a nice lie in due yeah. to the rooster not wanting him to wake <laughs> up. He got he's got his disagreeable job done, and then he's had a surprise chicken dinner. In fact, he had a great day. Uh, yeah, all in all, that's been a banging weekend for Elmer. Yeah. Because he's just working on his farm now, yeah. rather than he going seems, out hunting. He's hunting was not chill. his forte. No. No, it wasn't. Farming? Loved Maybe it. this is the life. He managed to make an, he managed it. to make a buried axe grow. He's yeah. pretty good at this farming, Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got he's got powers we didn't know he yeah. had. But then how much of that was the portal being the matrix just trying to make stuff happen? Ah, possibly. Yeah. It's just like he's gonna need a bigger axe. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go, John. 
He's growing an axe. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, John? It's like Hal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, just, just, I was expecting, I'm afraid I can't allow you to do that, John, <laughs> at any point. Uh, I do like that the rooster was called John, though. Yeah. But uh, that is the last time we see him. It'd do well. He's clearly been eaten. He's, he, yeah, and he's not even, list, he's not even yeah. listed here. Exactly. He's a named character that's unlisted. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of John the Rooster. Yeah. So, the portal, that's, that's one for the portal. Tick. Chalk that up. I mean, it's nothing compared to Tweety Bird. I know, but, but it's going to take a long time before anything comes close to Tweety. Yeah, well, I don't know, because the, cause the portal clearly can could get a lot done in one fell swoop if it wanted. Oh, that is true. That well, is true. I guess we'll just have to listen out for that voice and... <laughs> And hope that doesn't happen. Oh, guy sounds so menacing. <laughs> Shall we move on? I, th- I think we should. Because we've got a new character. It's a beloved character. Yeah, it's, we, it's, we it's that well-known we, character. That we all definitely remember. Yeah, I've got t-shirts uh, with this character on. We must have somewhere. We're, we're watching a cartoon called Frigid Hair. Uh, it's Bugs Bunny and Playboy Penguin. Yeah. Who the fuck is Playboy Penguin? It's, it's Playboy Penguin. Do you <laughs> not remember classic Playboy, Playboy Penguin? Those classic episodes with Playboy Penguin in? I mean... It, Oh, you wait and see. It doesn't say first appearance of Playboy Penguin. No, it doesn't say last appearance of Playboy Penguin. It doesn't say last Penguin. appearance of Playboy Penguin. It just Boy says Penguin. Playboy Penguin. So, please join us, because we're, we're as clueless as you are on this one. Because I can't even picture who that's going to be. No. I mean, let's just find out. So we're watching Frigid Hair. It's a Bugs Bunny and Playboy Penguin number. Classic. From October the 8th, 1949. Let's get involved. So that's who he is. Yeah, but he, he, so he's just a peng- he's just a penguin, a little yeah. baby penguin. Yeah, yeah. Until Bugs gets to him and puts a little top hat and a bow tie on him, makes him look proper Bugs boss think, though. Because Bugs thinks he's going to a party. Yeah, because he looks because he's, he's like, oh, you're wearing a tux. tux. Uh, this is the second uh, Space Jam Continuum week in a row where Bugs has uh, had a little song, and yeah. we've gone. That's the song we can end the episode with, and we've looked it up, and it's just a song Bugs made up. Yeah. It's just winging it. It's like, pretty good, though. So, I don't know. I, I was I was really excited to hear that song the, yeah. with the lyric, I'm yearning to be churning up the surf on old Miami Beach. <laughs> and it turns out that's the only lyric and the song is seven seconds long. Yeah. About, so I thanks, mean, Bugs. Yeah, but Bugs original, though. Yeah, but Bugs can travel through time and space. So go back, make that song. Yeah, that's true. You know, in a Back to the Future style. Ah, maybe he's copyrighted hey, it, though. Hey, it's your, it's your cousin Marvin Berry. Yeah. You know that new sound you were looking for. Listen to this. Yeah. Bugs Bunny should be doing that left, right and centre. He should be. But maybe he likes to keep those on the down low, keep them to himself. For what purpose? I need to know. It's Bugs. We, we don't I mean, know I guess his at the, main I purpose. guess at this point he doesn't know that he can travel through time. Yeah. Because this is uh, similar to the one where you wound up in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, Bugs, again, failed to take a left at left Albuquerque. Albuquerque. It's always, that's always his mistake. Yeah. Like, he follows all other directions, but anytime something says turn left to Albuquerque, he gets confused. I don't know what's going on in Albuquerque that's getting... A spaghetti junction. It's just like loads of rabbit tails yeah, under yeah. there. It's just like, oh, just God, I don't know which way I'm going. out in whatever direction. Yeah. Uh, but this time he winds up, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Arctic with uh, Inuit yeah. and, uh, and uh, a small penguin. Uh, Oddly. He, he meets the Inuit. Uh, yeah. He points him in the direction of the little penguin, 
then the penguin turns up at his hole. He dresses him in a little bow tie and a yep. top hat. He it tries to amazing. leave. The penguin's trying to come with him. Uh, in the end, he manages to uh, punt the penguin down a hill. Uh, he sees the Inuit catch it in a bag. Yeah. He's going to naff off, but he can't bring himself to do it. We see Doc, uh, uh, Bugs' like Doctor Who persona start to come out, where it's yeah. like, oh, God, I've got to help. Yeah, it's so like, I didn't okay. think I was really going to let him get him. So, you know, uh, it's, it's the start of Bugs not having quite such a... Uh, a selfish attitude to yeah. his powers. Uh, he does, by this point, state that he travels really fast. So he must. So he knows now he's not just. Yeah, because I mean, the, like the thing is, he, he he's got a certain amount of holiday from Mister Warner. Mister Warner, he's been allowed two weeks off, which does confirm he's now working for the agency. because yeah. Mister Warner heads that up at least on. Well, I guess he heads the whole thing up. Well, I'd imagine I don't so. know I, if, if he's half. If, I don't know if he's human. If he's a tune. If maybe he's, maybe if one he's a Christopher of, uh, Lloyd in Roger Rabbit esque. Possi- possibly the Warner Brothers, because I know oh, maybe one of them's a tune and one of them's they're not. A cross, they're yeah. a cross universal situation. Yeah. Maybe they're not even brothers, they're just the alternates of each yeah, other. That's, and they what, call yeah, that, that, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking Warner Brothers is. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is. Yeah, so that all makes more sense now. The hat goes on the head. <laughs> Obviously. Um, so I presume he reports to Toon Warner. Yes. Rather than, you know, yeah. the our Warner side on Warner. our side. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, he's been given a bit of time off and he obviously knows he can travel quickly because he's like, brilliant, I'll get to Miami. When he turns up in the South Pole, he's like, oh, I really, really should get back because otherwise I'm going to use up all my holiday here. So he just tries to, um, he just tries to get back. But, yeah, he can't let the little penguin fella get captured. Well... So he goes after him, and he rescues him fantastically in okay. classic bug style. So there are more Warner Dressing Brothers. Up like a lady. There are more Warner Brothers than we, uh, than we've imagined. Okay. There are four. Right. There's Harry Warner, Albert yeah. Warner, Sam Warner, and Jack L. Warner. They're the founders of Warner Brothers. Right. So there's there's more Warner Brothers knocking about. Okay. So. But maybe two of them run the agency on either side. Two of them run the studios on either side. Ah, uh, possibly. Two of them run the front. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's my current thinking. Okay. We should, like, that. that's a big on our list of questions now, though. Which of them are toons? Which of them are which of them are human? I think the best thing to do at some point is to try and bring up an old photograph and see if we can pick them out. Yeah, just, just, just <laughs> who, look, who looks the wackiest. Yeah. Clearly a toon. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we've got at least one reference of toons uh, uh, disguised as... Uh, yeah. Human beings uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so we need the photo of the Warner Brothers and, I and a photo of, of and a, and a stills of Christopher Lloyd in the film Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit before uh, yeah. revealing yeah, yeah. the big I, reveal. I reckon we could pick them. I reckon. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Should we do that now? <laughs> yeah, let's get a picture of the Warner Brothers up. Okay. Right, solid research done. Okay, so. Uh, by our reckoning, looking at photos, yeah, Jack and Sam are toons. Yes, and Albert and Harry are humans yep. from our side of the portal. Uh, Jack looks wacky in every in every picture. Yes, so we think he runs the the uh, the studio. film studio part on the toon side because yep. he's not heading up the agency. Where Sam looks quite proper, even though he looks fake. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we reckon he heads up the agency. It's much easier to decide on the other side because uh, it's yeah. definitely Albert runs the agency. Yeah, look because at him. he just looks he's got that just he's got that big 
thick, like heavy brow. Yeah. And he just looks very serious. But he will like, disappear, people. Yeah. Whereas Harry, he looks a bit happy and lucky. Yeah. He probably pretends to make some cartoons. And will probably happily disappear people as well. So but he'll do it with a smile. So, yeah. The film studios on either side are run by uh, Jack on the Toon side and Harry on the human side. And the agencies are running by Sam on the Toon side and uh, Albert on uh, yeah. our side. So Sam Warner is who Bugs is referring to when he's been given time off from Mr. Warner. Yes. Whereas... Because they don't even look related. Whereas when Porky the Fourth says it, he's talking about Jack. Yeah. That's his Mr. Warner. Yeah. He's, because he's because that's the studio. Because he's a happy-go-lucky cover-up. Yeah. He still does some missions occasionally, but like he, Jack's going to be the one who's giving him time off. I feel well, like okay. we've really got to the bottom of something. Yeah, no, so do I. Like, like, it's like, yes, we, we had a question and we solved it. <laughs> yeah. that, that is full on solved. Within, within seconds. Yeah, that was that just was like, there we go. I, I, I knew all it would take was to actually look at some photos because we've seen enough tunes to be able to pick out a tune. Yeah. It's just like tune. It's like, tune. yeah, obviously a tune. I mean, yeah. look at them. Doesn't there, even look human. There was, there was one picture where I thought, uh, I thought uh, Albert might be a tune. Yeah. But. Uh, other pictures confirmed otherwise. There was two consistently toony people. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, and that was a. That was that good. Was that, that, that was some nice research there. Yeah, I feel like for science. Yeah, we did some stuff. We did some science. Is there much else to consider really in the penguin situation? That's the question. Um, you forgot about that, haven't you? I have. <laughs> the whole penguin ordeal. I don't know. <laughs> it's well because it's Bugs's complete lack of understanding of time. Because he's like, oh, I've only got four days left of my holiday. So he's like, oh, you know, what am I going to do with four days? And then, um, you know, Playboy Penguin whispers up into his ear something and Bugs is like, what? All of your days are six months long. And he's like, brilliant. It's like, that's not how it works, Bugs. That's still still not how it works. It's not (laughs) not like, like, oh, I've only been on holiday for four days, but they were just really long. Maybe it is how it works. Uh, I just don't know. I, I mean, I doubt it is. it is. I do think. I do think Mr. Warner will be livid if you come back in 1953 oh, yeah, from your four day. I think so. Vacation. But the thing is, is like from a government agency. <laughs> but the thing is, is Bugs has been up there for a while. Has because he? well, yeah, because he was like, oh, two weeks holiday. Uh, two weeks holiday. Yeah, but he's been by, carting about. Well, yeah, but by the time he got up there, he still had more than four days left because he was he was happy to go back to Miami. Uh, but he did say to the penguin, I can spend a couple of days with you. So he went up there with like a week. He was kicking about for a couple of days up there. Did he spend? Did he spend a couple of days though? Well, I mean, we or didn't, did he just we, lie like, to the penguin? Uh, possibly. Because did he just get to the point where he's only got four days of his holiday left, and he goes, "Well, if I try and make it to Miami now, I'm only going to have two days. I may as well just make the most of this time with this penguin." Yeah. With this good small penguin that I put a top hat on. The other thing is Bugs claims to the penguin that he can't have the penguin slowing him down in travels because he travels fast and, and light. light. Now, Bugs does travel fast. We know that and we know he knows that now. Yeah. But Bugs hasn't discovered quite the extent of his time and space powers yet. No. And yet has a full Eskimo lady disguise with him. Now, if yeah. you were going on holiday to Miami Beach for four days, would you pack your Eskimo lady... I wouldn't, but I think Outfit. Bugs might. And, if you would, would you be considered to be travelling light? Oh, no, definitely not. But it depends how heavy it is. I, I mean, we do have to remember that all of this is paint. 
Oh yeah, they are made of paint. They so, are made of paint, and gravity has willpower. Yeah. So oh, it, it, it's it very, really light. Yeah, it very well could be very light, and also so is the pe- very packable. So is the penguin uh, going to be dead weight to him because the penguin's aware of gravity? Is that Possibly. A problem? Whereas Bugs's outfits, fine. Yeah, they, yeah, they do not know. <laughs> they know nothing. They, they have no reason to fall. Yeah, they're not point. sentient yet. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll allow that. While it's in like a case or whatever. Yeah. Like, gravity has no will to make no. it fall. No, not at all. So it's light as out. So yeah. it does travel light. Because I reckon once something's like tucked inside something else, uh, gravity, which forgets we... Forgets about we, it. Like, well, not forgets about it, just goes like, I've, I've got a lot to concentrate on. If I yeah. can't see it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so I deal with stuff I can see. Yeah. But I can't do everything around here. No. I'm only one. I'm, I'm only, only one, one of gravity. the four, yeah. I'm only one of the four fundamental forces of the universe. Yeah. Like you, the rest of you. <laughs> You're gonna have to pick up some slack. Yeah, pick up some slack. I'm looking at I'm looking weak nuclear force. Like <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, boy. Uh yeah, so um Yeah, that's that's what we got from that episode. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we've we're we're delving into the agency a bit. Well, it's nice we've, got, we've had some good we've... discoveries about fundamentals so far this yeah. week. The yeah. port the sentience of the portal, the makeup of the agency, like yeah. You know, some some real some, solid ground yeah, flagstone. A things proper like, going on. framework yeah. of, of the space jam continuum. Foundations. Yeah, really pulling. Because I together. mean, this tower's really tall at the moment, and we have got very little foundations to build this on. But also, just due to uh, where most of the arcs of the people involved have got to, yeah. like they're quite disparate now. Yeah, uh, they're not necessarily crossing paths, and like they seem to all be fairly aware of their place in things yes. now. Like we will get more characters in. Like so, we've just had Wiley Coyote in Roadrunner. Like they'll they'll have to find their place in these proceedings. Yeah. Uh, like when Taz comes in, he'll have to find his place ah, in the proceedings. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Yosemite Sam hasn't really found his place yet. Like no, we haven't. But seen he's still much a ro- Sam he's still a moment. roving maroon bandit. Yeah. Um. But with the with regards to the the real classics your daffy your porky your bugs like they sort of have their place in this universe and they're yeah. just sort of carrying out things which is why uh like we're, we're not necessarily getting that much from each each episode we're not now. we're not getting much crossover between them because like during the second world war they were crossing over left right and center whereas yeah. now they're just like okay well they're all off maybe, like, like, but then that's just where most of them spike. started coming into their like sort of military career yeah yeah that's um, true so like now they're all just part of that system yeah um, whereas yeah some of the others Pepe he's not really part of it yet They uh, he hasn't really crossed paths with anyone no no, he's just no, doing we, his own and thing and we haven't seen Pepe for quite a while actually no we haven't uh, not going to see him just yet though we're on another you know classic we're skipping one with no characters in it uh, Swallow the Leader to, I don't want to watch that to watch uh, Bye Bye Bluebeard yeah so I'm feeling it's going to be piratey. Probably. Uh, it's a Porky Pig number from October 22nd, 1949. Let's give that a looking at with our eyes. Go on, And a listening to with our ears. Good plan. Don't lick it. I promise nothing. Okay, we've got a Porky the Third situation here. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's very similar to his previous house, for a start. Yeah. Uh, he's quick to anger. Yeah. He's um, really good at throwing knives. He's really good at throwing knives. Yeah. And, as we'll discover soon, he has an ICBM in his kitchen. Obviously. <laughs> so Aimed at the window as well, just ready. So, uh, Porky's eating a feast. Yeah. He's, having, he's chowing down. 
uh, a cheeky mouse dressed as a vase comes in to nick a bit. <laughs> uh, Porky chases him off. He then hears on the radio that uh, a guy called Bluebeard is is about. Yeah, in the area. And he's he's terrified, which made us think maybe it's not Porky the Third, because yeah, why would he be terrified? Porky he's really isn't scared nights. of anyone. Uh, the mouse decides to uh, take advantage of Porky's fear and dresses Bluebeard. Yeah. Uh, and basically uh, bullies Porky into just feeding, feeding him, him lots of food. Feeding him lots of food. Uh, then another radio broadcast comes on with a description of Bluebeard, yeah. and it turns out that he's six foot and eleven inches tall. Yeah, and uh, weighs a lot. And weighs three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Uh, so Porky Porky catches onto the mouse's game. Uh, when the real Bluebeard turns up, he does look a lot like the mouse had, before the description had come on the radio. The mouse had an alarmingly good idea of how Bluebeard would look at yeah. this. I mean, is it possible that the mouse knew what Bluebeard looked because Bluebeard appeared under Porky's table? So yeah. once Porky had caught on to the fact that the mouse wasn't Bluebeard, actual Bluebeard was just hiding under Porky's table the whole time. Yeah, I'm guessing he got let in by the mouse. So Bluebeard turns up. We think he's a lion. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a lion, but obviously the blue man. Blue, yeah. Uh, and uh, he basically sets about uh, going to murder Porky. Now, Bluebeard has a... Uh, a, a Eastern European accent, yeah. and I feel like the reason Porky was scared is because he's familiar with Bluebeard's work before. Uh, I don't think they've ever maybe met in person. No, because otherwise he couldn't be fooled by the mouse. Because he couldn't be fooled by the mouse. But I think Bluebeard did do work under him in Porkytopia. Yeah. Like, you know, when Porky needed someone disappearing. But like, you can't he's, got, he's got a very witch, witch finder general sort of situation he about him. He does with the hat and the cloak. And I think he defected. Yeah, before the fall of Porkytopia, and uh, now Porky's terrified because he's being used. He thinks to hunt him down, and rightly so. Uh, and, and yeah, definitely is. Uh, so yeah, Bluebeard comes from. He's building a guillotine in the kitchen. He's got uh, he's got Porky, uh, you know, yeah, in the ready to go. Uh, and he, the mouse is like, I think he realizes that you know his gravy train's going to end if Porky's gone. Yeah. And uh, he flips a coin to decide whether it's better to risk it, or risk his life to yeah. save Porky, or to, or to just stay out of this whole situation. But it, it, it clearly it, comes up, go yeah. save Porky. So what he does, he puts his little chef's hat on, and he rings a bell, and uh, he serves up dinner to Bluebeard. And it's a dinner of, well, so far as I can tell, are just bombs, yeah. undisguised. But the bombs. thing is, is that like the Bluebeard, he he thought they were something different. Yeah, and I he snaffles quite, them down. He just snaffles them straight he's down. He's like, yep, get them down, yeah? He realises what he's done yeah. when he feels a burning from his innards. And he runs to the medicine cabinet and he tips together all medicine, so far as I can tell, and he's about to drink it when he yeah. explodes. And then the episode ends with Porky the Third chowing down a big feast, but he's made a little feast for the mouse as yeah, well. Yeah, so he's got himself a new bodyguard. He's starting to build up followers again. Oh, They, they do seem to flock to him, but out of their own necessity. Yeah, they're, they're like, but then I think yeah. that's how these things start, yeah. right? They start off like as a benefactor. Are we se- are we seeing Porky's second rise? I mean, it the very the very start of it maybe. I mean, I mean, if he's taken out the kind of the one of the people who was genuinely scared of, yeah. But also, like, if the he, he's probably bought himself a lot of time as well because if uh, the agency have sent Bluebeard. To go and find him. Yeah. Like, 
they're just going to presume he's going to report in when the job is done. But I don't think they're going to like the, go, yeah, we haven't heard from Bluebeard in a while. Yeah, like, they're just going to be like, no, we've got a we've got a guy on this. He's yeah. in deep cover. And he's not. Beard. He's a giant lion. <laughs> he's a giant lion. <laughs> he's, he's a, giant he's a six foot eleven lion with a blue beard. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm thinking is happening. Yeah, no, that, that that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, now that he's gone, I think we need to start being on you know a real watch during Porky episodes to see whether or not Porky the Third is gathering troops again. Yeah, I mean, just just anyone who seems on side with him, if we think it's a, if if we think it's Porky the Third. Yeah. But also, uh, I mean, that mouse didn't get named, but like just learning the appearance of that mouse is probably worth. Worth doing as well yeah. because if he's rallying troops, like so, mouse, as good so as Porky's drunk mouse, mouse, we know mouse with a red nose. Yep, yeah. like pissed up mouse, Porky the third. Oh, gathering God. troops for yeah. their new rise to power. Well, could be an interesting time. It could. <laughs> I'm slightly worried because it did not work out well. It was last not time. pleasant last time. It really wasn't. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. Like we've seen a lot of. A lot of things this this episode. Yeah, yeah there's been some big things. You know, some real, you know, bored sentient portal action. We've seen yeah. some, you know, workings of the agency type action. We've we've figured out what the kind of key members of the Warner Brothers and where they fit in. Where they fit in, and now we've got Porky the Third you rallying know, troops. Rallying troops. God. Well, troop. He's rallying troops. But yeah, and having dinner. And having and having a big dinner. Yeah, a big dinner. He's got he a, can put it away. You don't you don't go to war on an empty stomach. No, Cal. you do not. An army marches on its stomach, and uh, yes. you know he's got a and so mouse do, with a so giant. So apparently one pig and one mouse. Yes, yeah, obviously. Which is, so far as we know, the sum total of that army. Yeah. What came with the ICBM? Like he lit. I remember Porky being tied uh, to it. No, he, he lit. Uh, yeah, Porky pulled the fuse and blew it out. All right, so, so he still, still has his ICBM. Oh yeah. So, so the full the the full total currently of Porky the Third's power yeah. is a suburban property, yeah, an ICBM, yeah, a massive larder, I guess, yeah, a and lot him, of knives, him and a mouse and a lot of knives, yeah. yeah he's, he can make a start with that. He came from he, he came, came from, from less than he that. came from less than that before. Yeah. He, he, all he had was a small I'm cottage sort of, and a I'm sort of like feeling quite up for it. I mean, I'm I'm up to see where it goes. I'm not up for him getting back to power again, though. No, but I'm just like... I'm hoping he's learnt his lesson, but it doesn't look like he's learnt his lesson. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, like, for a start, like, uh, when you've got very little... Yeah. ...eating that decadently is... And we know Porky the Third is terrible with money. Not a good use of your funds. No, Frugality really not. is not his strong point. Let's look at just look at the success story that presumably is Gabby Goat. Well, that is true. Like yeah, he's like, presumably an oil tycoon. Well, yeah, he has to be because that was the last time we saw him. He struck rich on oil, and we've never Porky seen the him since. Squandered it on yeah. on uh, uh, a mansion and young dogs. So <sighs> you know, living fast and loose. Yeah, it's a, it's a constant disappointment to me. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's about all we've got for uh, this week Uh, I think it is uh, please uh, if you listen uh, on iTunes please uh, leave us a rating and a review it really help out our visibility 
otherwise, if you like the show, just please just tell people about it. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't really advertise it anywhere. So, well, it, it's coming up to Christmas, so a good thing to do now would be to go on to something like Moonpig uh, or one of the other sites, uh, the Pigeon One, and <laughs> just make up loads of cards that say "Listen to Space Jam Continuum" and send them to all your friends and family, and a matter of fact, just anybody you can find in an address book. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's that time of year when sending someone what is essentially an advert for a yeah. thing you like uh, is slightly less intrusive. Yeah. Because uh, you just write a nice message on the back. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, a couple like of kisses. M- Merry Timeus. Merry Space Jam Continuumus. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. To you all. Yeah. Listen and, uh, to the Christmas episode. Happy new... Space Jam Continuum you. At kaiju.fm. At kaiju.fm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, please uh, spread the word. Uh, Bugs tricked us with a song earlier, so we're going to have to pick a song about Miami from the olden days. So let's get one of those. Dragon Ball Smith on that use Well, I, I was thinking we could, we could get uh, Will 2K himself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's just have a rummage. Okay. We'll see what we can find. Okay, so the oldest song, like the appropriately oldest song you can find uh, about Miami is simply called Miami by uh, Eddie Duchin. Moon Over Miami. Oh, Moon Over Miami, sorry. Miami was the Randy Newman one. It was the Randy Newman one. Which we considered a bit 280s. So yeah, we're listening to Moon Over Miami, which is uh, by Eddie Duchin in 1935. But we're going to listen to Ray Charles do it for you. Why not, eh? it's It's a good version. Yeah. So, uh, until next week.
far.